and whither thou goest, lest it be for a snare in the midst of thee. But ye shall destroy their altars, break their images, and cut down their groves. For thou shalt worship no other god, for the Lord whose name is Jealous is a jealous God. That's the title of my message tonight. The Lord whose name is Jealous. He is a jealous God. Lest thou make a covenant with the inhabitants of the land, and they go a-whoring after their gods, and do sacrifice unto their gods, and one call thee, and thou eat of his sacrifice. And thou shalt take of their daughters unto thy sons, and their daughters go a-whoring after their gods, and make thy sons to go a-whoring after their gods. Thou shalt make thee no molten gods. Alright, so right now, kind of a lot of this message is introduction. I was reading something in Numbers, something that was mentioned there that I thought was very interesting about just how God thinks about how God operates. And as uh, and so a lot of this is just kind of in way of introduction to where I'm wanting to get to in Numbers. But the first thing we do see here is that the Lord, He is, he is a jealous God. A lot of times people think of jealousy as like a bad thing. Oh, you know, my husband is so jealous. Well, you know, your husband should be jealous, okay? You're his wife. And you know, and vice versa. Jealousy is actually a good thing. Alright? I mean I would think I would hope, you know, or we would all think it was a problem if, you know, spouses weren't jealous. Okay? It is a common thing, it is a good thing, alright? If you are married, you belong to each other. You promise to keep yourselves only unto them as long as you both shall live. And jealousy is completely appropriate. It is not a bad thing. that It can't be sinful. Otherwise, God wouldn't be jealous. And what's interesting, when we start looking at the verses in the Bible where it talks about God being a jealous God, and when we look at what God does when He's jealous, you know, it's not much different than what we do when we're jealous. And it's very, it's very interesting, I think. But, first, but uh, go ahead and turn over to Exodus chapter 20. But what is it that you know provokes this jealousy with God? Because we see here, he mentions about going after other gods. He's like, I don't want you going after other gods. I don't want you even intermarrying with people who have other gods. Because if you do, you're going to be tempted to go whoring after their gods. And I'm the Lord whose name is Jealous. God is a jealous God. And we're going to see He has very good reason for that. But let's look at another passage here because... In Exodus chapter 20, we see the Ten Commandments. Alright? The Ten Commandments. And, you know, many times people mistakenly think, well, you know, the Ten Commandments are for the Jews, or, you know, the Ten Commandments are for Christians, for Bible believers. But you realize God wants everyone to obey the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments are, were not, they're not just for the Jews. Uh, they are not just for Christians. Everybody should obey the Ten Commandments. Everybody. And let's read a few of these, and then you know, I like you know, I want to share a little rant, I guess, about this too, because just we are we're we're really getting brainwashed. Even as Christians, we are. I believe we are seeing some of the cause of just the brainwashing we get from the news media, from Hollywood, and people really get some messed up ideas sometimes. But it says in verse one, and God spake all these words, saying, "I am the Lord thy God, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage." First commandment. Thou shalt have no other gods before Me. Second commandment, Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate Me, and showing mercy unto thousands of them that love Me, and keep my commandments. Third commandment. 
Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. For the Lord will not hold him guiltless that taketh his name in vain. So right there, the first three commandments are about God. In the New Testament, you know, Jesus mentioned the first and the greatest commandment is to love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. He comes first. We love in comparison to God, we hate everything else. That's the way it ought to be. He is number one. And the Ten Commandments there for everybody. Whether they're saved or lost. We should and what's happening with this brainwashing thing, alright? Sadly, we've just bought into a lot of lies of the world. For example, it's amazing how many categories of humans that we have today. You know, they categorize in America they're the worst about doing this. They categorize everybody by their race. They categorize people by their religion, you know, by their sexual orientation. They're always categorizing people and putting them into all these different groups. Where when God made man, male and female created he them. Male and female. That was it. But you know, we've got, you know, whenever politicians are speaking, they've always got to say, you know, I want to be the president, you know, for the whites and the blacks and the Latinos and the Asians and the gay and the straight and the bisexual and the transgender. And they go through all, why can't you just say men and women? You know, you notice anymore they're giving speeches, they don't say ladies and gentlemen. Why not? Well, what about, you know, the other ones? Well, what are the other ones? Well, you know, what about the, you know, the, those who are questioning, you know, and we, you know, we got kids today that are scared to death of going to school, and a teacher act, you know, calling them a he when they want to be a she, and you know, we can't have that, and it's ridiculous. And you know what? Christians are starting to buy into this stuff. They're starting to see people as homosexuals when no, there's male and female. Okay, if they are committing homosexuality, sodomy, or whatever. That doesn't make them a different kind of person. That just means that male or that female is committing an abomination. They're committing a horrible sin. And but we are we're putting them in, in all these categories. And then we do it with religions too. It's like we will excuse things because well they're this religion. You know this is how they think. This is how they believe. But let me tell you something. You know that's that's political correctness right there. When we start. You know, putting people in categories. When we start playing by different rules for different groups and different categories. And the thing is, being politically correct, I believe it's the most hateful thing in the world. Because what are we doing? What are we doing when we act like these people have a different set of rules? We're acting like the things of God don't apply to them. And what's that going to get them? That's going to get them thrown into hell, isn't it? If they don't get saved, if they don't turn to God, they are going to die and they're going to go to hell. And you know what? God is jealous over everybody. You know why? Because God created everybody. And God didn't create, you know, the whites and the blacks and the Latinos and the transgenders and the bi- No, He created male and female. And everybody's in that category and they are His creation. And when they go after other things, He's jealous. And He visits the iniquity upon them. And we have got it. We've got to get away from this attitude of, you know, you know, well, that's this group, that's that group, and I'm telling you, Baptists are buying into this foolishness. And the Ten Commandments—they are for everybody. Everybody ought to obey the Ten Commandments. Everybody ought to follow God. Everybody ought to love God. Everybody needs to get saved. Everybody ought to follow the things in the Scripture. And God is jealous when people don't. God is jealous over them. 
God doesn't when God looks at the you know the people in China, He doesn't not get jealous over them all because they're all Buddhist. They all practice Buddhism over there. No, God's jealous over them. Okay, Buddha didn't create those people. God created them. Buddha didn't die for their sins. Jesus Christ died on the cross for their sins, and He is jealous over them, and He wants them to get saved. The Muslims, you know, God's jealous over those people. He wants that. He wants them to get saved. He wants them to believe in Him. They are His creation. He died on the cross for them, and so He, God, gets jealous over everybody. And it's amazing how even Christian people, we will, we'll just like, yep, this rules are fine for them because they're whatever. This rules are fine for them. No, same for everybody. And God is jealous over these people. They're His, and we need to we need to understand that. But jealous, you know, the definition of jealous in the Webster's eighteen twenty eight is suspicious, apprehensive of rivalship. God doesn't like competing with other gods, and you know what? He shouldn't have to. He doesn't like it. Uneasy through fear that another has withdrawn or may withdraw from one of the affections of a person he loves or enjoys some good which he desires to obtain. Followed by of and applied both to the object of love and to the rival, we say a young man is jealous of the woman he loves or jealous of his rival. A man is jealous of his wife and the wife of her husband. So, uh, so, and then another definition is suspicious that we do not enjoy the affection or respect of others, or that another is more loved and respected than ourselves. Okay? Now, just because somebody says that they are a Buddhist, does that mean they don't belong to God? They're not God's creation? Okay, I know in America, if somebody just says, I'm a woman and they're a man, they're supposed to be, we're supposed to consider them a woman. But you know what? It doesn't change reality, it doesn't change what they really are. And you know what? Just because somebody says, well, I'm Jewish or I'm, I'm Muslim, I'm whatever, you know what? It doesn't change the fact they were created by God, that God loves those people, and He's jealous over them. And when they go a whoring after other gods, it upsets God. It makes Him, it makes him angry. It gets Him jealous. He does not like the rivalship. He does not like the competition. You say, well, that's kind of weak, isn't it? Isn't there something wrong with that? But listen, you know, it's His right. He created the world. Y'all understand that? No, there are no other gods that can create anything. There are no other gods that can do anything. And yet, we, you know, we we say we believe that God created the world. God created everything that's in this universe. God is the one who made man. But it's like we will look at these other people and we'll give them a pass because of who or what they claim to be. That makes no sense. They all belong to God, and God is jealous over them. And so, you know, if we care, if we really care about people, then you know we're gonna we're gonna tell the truth. We are going to warn. And what does the Bible teach? A jealous God will do. And when we look at what the Bible says, a jealous God will do. And I'm saying all this to show you that God is. He's not. This isn't. We're not just talking about Christians here that stray away. Okay, God wants everybody to get saved. He died for the whole world. He's jealous he's jealous over all of them. And I do believe he's even more jealous over us, you know, who are the redeemed, who are the saved when we get away. But I do believe he's I do believe he's jealous over everybody. But look what uh, let's see what God does when he gets jealous. You might not like some of this, but it's just it's what the Bible says. Look at Numbers chapter 25. Just think about, you know, you know, if 
if somebody were to go after your wife, what you would think about doing is probably what God has done. It's kind of interesting. But Numbers chapter 25, verse 1 says, And Israel abode in Shittim, and the people began to commit whoredom with the daughters of Moab. And they called the people unto the sacrifices of their gods, and the people did eat and bow down to their gods. And this is Israel, folks. These are the people that God had brought out of the land of Egypt, that God did all these miracles for. And they go and they get with this other group of people, and they just jump right in to all this pagan junk. And Israel joined himself unto Baal Peor, and the anger of the Lord was kindled against Israel. And the Lord said unto Moses, Take all the heads of the people and hang them up before the Lord against the sun, that the fierce anger of the Lord may be turned from Israel. And Moses said unto the judges of Israel, Slay ye every one his men that were joined unto Baal Peor. And behold, one of the children of Israel came and brought unto his brethren a Midianitish woman in the sight of Moses and in the sight of all the congregation of the children of Israel who were weeping before the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. And when Phinehas, the son of Eleazar, the son of Aaron, the priest, saw it, he rose up from among the congregation and took a javelin in his hand and went after the man of Israel into the tent and thrust both of them through, the man of Israel and the woman, through her belly. So the plague was stayed from the children of Israel. And those that died in the plague were twenty and four thousand. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Phinehas, the son of Eleazar, the son of Aaron, the priest, hath turned my wrath away from the children of Israel while he was zealous for my sake among them that I consume not the children of Israel in my jealousy. Wherefore, say, behold, I give unto him my covenant of peace. You all see that Eliezer, he went, or Phinehas, son of Eliezer, he went you know, and t- took out two people with one javelin throw. Alright, now that sounds kind of mean, right? Well, he got a covenant of peace with God because God did that. God slew 24,000 people and He said this in His rage, in His anger, He consumed them. And you know what? I mean, I've heard stories of guys you know, who found out their wives were being unfaithful. And you know, I'm not justifying murder and stuff like that, but I am kind of understanding of it. I mean, honestly, you know, back in the day, you know, if a guy messed with his wife or something, you know, they could go out and have a duel and he could take the other guy out and nobody had a problem with it. And you know what? I think it was better back in those days. And you know what? We see here that God got very angry. And you know what? I like to think that, you know, most husbands, if somebody was doing something like that, you know, you'd be willing to put a javelin through somebody. I'm not telling you all to do that. We got laws in this country that you know, make it hard to be a good husband sometimes. You know, and they'll, they'll, they're going to lock you up and you're not going to be able to be there for your kids. And it's probably not the best way to go about doing it right now because of our messed up country. But let me tell you something. We see God did it here, didn't He? He got angry and He consumed these people in His anger. And so we see one, God, He'll get very angry and He'll kill a lot of people. So, well, God's not doing that today. God's not like that today. Right? He's holding off right now because He's not willing that any should perish but that all should come to repentance. But you know what? It's not going to be long. And there's going to be something what we call the rapture. And after the rapture comes, guess what? God's going to pour His wrath out on this world. And you know what He's going to do? He's going to consume these people in His jealousy. Why? Because they went after the beast. 
They worshipped the beast and they worshipped His image. They rejected God and in His anger and His jealousy, He's going to come and He's going to kill a lot of people. A lot of people are going to die. God hasn't changed, folks. Okay, Right now, we are in a time where God is being merciful and He's given people chance after chance, but He has not changed how He feels about these things. And you know, we need to start being all PC and act like we're loving these other countries when we're all respectful of their false gods. We need to start telling these people the truth because it's only a matter of time and God's going to pour His wrath out on them unless they get saved. And so we're not doing anybody any favors by being all politically correct and acting like they're okay and giving them another set of rules. There is no other set of rules. If they don't get saved, they are going to suffer the wrath of God and it's not going to be pretty. Look at what it says in Deuteronomy chapter 4. Deuteronomy chapter 4 and verse 23. It says, Take heed unto yourselves, lest ye forget the covenant of the Lord your God, which He made with you, and make you a graven image, or the likeness of anything which the Lord thy God hath forbidden thee. For the Lord thy God is a consuming fire, even a jealous God. For the Lord thy... uh, When thou shalt beget children and children's children, and ye shall have remained long in the land, and shall corrupt yourselves, and make a graven image, or the likeness of anything, and shall do evil in the sight of the Lord thy God, to provoke him to anger. I call to heaven and earth to witness against you this day, that ye shall soon utterly perish from off the land, where unto ye go over Jordan to possess it. Ye shall not prolong your days upon it, but shall utterly be destroyed. And the Lord shall scatter you among the nations, and ye shall be left few in number, among the heathen, whither the Lord shall lead you. And there ye shall serve gods, the work of men's hands, wood and stone, which neither see nor hear nor eat nor smell. But if from thence thou shalt seek the Lord thy God, thou shalt find Him, if thou seek Him with all thy heart, with all thy soul, when thou art in tribulation, and all these things are come upon thee, even in the latter days, if thou turn to the Lord thy God, and shalt be obedient unto His voice, for the Lord thy God is a merciful God. He will not forsake thee, neither destroy thee, nor forget the covenant of thy fathers, which he sware unto them. I don't know if you all realize what he's talking about there, but this is a prophetic passage right here. He's telling them, listen, you know, don't you go making covenants. Don't you go messing with other gods and graven images. If you do, I'm going to, sc- I'm going to drive you out of your land. I'm going to scatter you among the heathen. And you know what? That's exactly what happened, isn't it? We don't have time to go through all the history, but Israel rejected, they rejected, they rejected. Jesus Christ came, they rejected, and what ended up happening? They got driven out of the land of Egypt, or land of Israel. They got scattered all over the world, and they've been all, you know, they're all over the place now. And you know what God said here? He said, now, even in the latter days, okay, even in this day and age we're living in, if they will call on him. If they will ask for mercy, He'll save them. And that why? Because of the covenant He made with His fathers. That's exactly what Paul was preaching about in Romans when he said, "If God cast away Israel, He said, No, they can be they can be saved. They are they are beloved for the Father's sake. God will still save Jewish people today. But do you understand the reason they're scattered? They got scattered all over the world is because they rejected God. God got angry with them, and the only thing they can do right now is admit that Jesus was the Messiah, call on Him for salvation, and they would get saved. 
And that's what we need to be trying to do with the Jewish people. We need to be giving them the gospel, not trying to help them get back in the land of Egypt and help them build their temple. So they, you know, they, you know, that's not what we need to be doing. We need to be telling them the truth. And once again, they're another group that, you know, under the false idea of we're supporting Israel and loving Jews, you know, people are, uh, they're calling them the chosen people. They're giving them another set of rules. When the truth is, they need to get saved just like we do. And God will still save them even though their history is a terrible one because of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. God loved those people and what they did. And so, but God warned them about, you know, I'm jealous. I will do this. And He said, I am a consuming fire. A jealous God. And we see that one thing that God does when He's jealous, He will take everything from you. And that's exactly what God took the land away from Israel, didn't He? He gave it to another nation that's been overrun by you know Gentiles ever since. Oh, they're coming back to the land. Uh, no, it, that's another story. But it's a, it's a mess over there. And it, all, it always will be. They lost it. Jesus told them. He said the kingdom's going to be taken from you and given to another nation. They lost everything. Okay? They are not, you know, they're not the chosen people anymore. They don't have the blessing of God on them anymore. God doesn't bless them that bless them and curse those who curse them. That went to the spiritual seed of Abraham. Those who believe God, like Abraham, they lost every bit of that. What happened to it? It got consumed in God's anger. And God told them way back in the beginning He would do that if they went after other gods. And He kept mentioning the images. Oh, you know, what's so bad about an image? What's so bad about a little golden calf? Let me tell you, you want to know what's so bad about idols? Alright, understand a lot of the people that God saves, they came out of false religions. They came out of you know, religions where they worshipped other gods. And you know, imagine if you, when you got married to your wife and she moved in, the first thing she did was put up a picture in the bedroom of an old boyfriend. How would that make you feel as a husband if she did, if she put a picture of her old boyfriend up on the wall? Are you kidding me? That's not going to happen. You can throw that thing in the trash. And you'd be perfectly right doing that. You know, women these days, if a husband did that, you know, if he just went through and he started, you know, throwing away all the old boyfriend stuff, you know, if she maybe she was engaged to him and she still wears the engagement ring because it's pretty. Now, you know what most guys are going to do? Most real men are going to do? They're going to go take those things and they're going to throw them in the trash and they're going to say, Two things, one thing is going out. Two things. Either this trash is going out or you're going out. <laughs> and he has every right to do that. Why? You belong to him. You don't need an image of an old boyfriend. And you know what? We don't need an image of another God. A God who can't see. I mean, what, how would you feel about it too? You know, most of us guys in here, you know, we're quite the hunk. You know, we're quite the studs. And, you know, and her old boyfriend that she wanted a picture of was some, you know, Steve Urkel nerd guy. Are you kidding me? You want to keep that around? And you know, and here you we have the Almighty God, and here he, you know, we've got his people. I mean, he did all these miracles for them. He parted the Red Sea for them, and they want to worship a golden calf? A cow? I mean, at least do a lion or something, right? A cow? I mean, that's ridiculous. And you know what? God had every right to be angry, and God did, man, he he'd go crazy. You know, if the husband did, he started going through and throwing all the old boyfriend stuff out, found out your wife saving all that stuff. Oh, my husband's going crazy. I don't know what's wrong with him. Why does he have to be so jealous? 
and all your goofy woman friends are all going to be like, oh, you poor thing, your husband's a psycho. You know, you might want to call the cops on him. No, he's being a man. He has every right to be that way. And you know what? You ought to throw that stuff out. That's the way, the way I see it. And that's what we ought to do. If you got saved out of an old religion, if you used to be a Catholic, and you used to sit around praying with your little rosary beads and things, you know what you ought to do? You ought to throw those things away. If you, used to have, if you got saved and you've got one of them Mary in a bathtub statues out in your front yard, you ought to go out there, you ought to take a baseball bat and smash it right in front of all your Catholic neighbors. You ought to do every bit of that stuff and replace it with a cross, you know, without Jesus on it. You know, I mean, you know, do something like that. Why? Because you know what? You belong to the one true God. And He's jealous. And so you are going to, you're going to get rid of those things. You're not going to flirt around with that stuff. You're not going to go back and make visits to your old church. Ah, oh, you know, just for old time's sake, I'm going to go back to the Catholic church. I like the communion over there. That wine tastes a lot better than the grape juice that we do over here. You know, I like that priest a lot better, you know, than, than our pastor we have now. Listen, you have no business doing that. And God will get angry with you if you do that. He'll take everything that was yours and he'll give it to someone else. And he does it for a very reason to make you jealous. Alright, now we've all seen that show before, you know, where the you know husband or the wife was jealous over something goofy, and so then the other one, fine, I'm gonna make them jealous. Well, where does this come from? I think God put it in us. Say, God, no, God's not that petty. Well, no, God's not petty at all. It, this isn't petty. It's not petty being jealous. Look what it says in Deuteronomy thirty two, verse twenty one. It says they have moved me to jealousy with that which is not God. They have provoked me to anger with their vanities, and I will move them to jealousy with those which are not a people. I will provoke them to anger with a foolish nation. Alright, does that verse sound familiar with anybody? If you look at Romans chapter 10 and verse 19, it quotes that. And what did God do? He went to the Gentiles. Why? Because the Jews would not believe Him. And He said, I'm going, to provoke, I'm going to provoke you to jealousy. And you know what God is wanting to happen? God, He starts moving amongst the Gentiles. He's saving them. He's given them the blessings that used to be theirs. He's working amongst them. He's given them His presence. And you know what the Jewish people are supposed to do? They're supposed to see what God is doing for us and be like, I want that used to be ours. I want that. And then they're supposed to come back to Him. And He will save them. That is what that is the whole point of it. He's trying to make them jealous. Why? So they will come back to Him. And you know, it's it's like what Christians today have done is they're like, oh no no, we don't have God right now. You're God. You're still God's people. We have Jesus, and you all get God. No, we've got both. They've got nothing. And if we're and when we're acting like they still have God. Well, then how are they getting provoked to jealousy? How does that work? It doesn't make any sense at all. Okay, that Once again, making different rules for different people just because of what they say. You know, Those who say they are Jews and are not, but do lie. But the synagogue of Satan, he is not a Jew that is one outwardly. Just because they say they're Jewish doesn't mean they are. I hate even calling them that. Because it's just not, you know, they are not all Israel which are of Israel. But wait, no, they say they're Israel. They say they're Jewish. So therefore, we got to, you know... Give them all the rights and privileges that go with it. Just like we do Bruce Jenner because he's decided that he's a woman, 
we have to call him a her and call him Caitlin. Sorry, just because you say it doesn't change reality. And just because somebody says they're Jewish, says they're of Israel, according to the Bible, doesn't change anything. If they don't believe God, they're not of Israel, they're not a Jew. And God is doing, He He has gone to us too. He's wanting to provoke them to jealousy. Because He wants them, He wants them to get right. He got jealous over them, and now He's making He's trying to make them jealous. And we've got all these Christians lying to them, telling them, Nope, you still got him, you still got him, you got a covenant, you got the John Hague. He's like, Oh no, you don't even need to accept Christ. God's got a different covenant with you. I'm sorry, you know, the New Testament's for the Gentiles, the Old Testament's for the Jews. No, the Bible said in the Old Testament, I'm going to make a new covenant with the house of Israel. The New Testament is for the house of Israel. And we got in on that. We are a part of that. And thank God for it. And God did. He included us to move them to jealousy. Why? Because they made Him jealous. And He wants them to come back. And that is, and so, you say that's kind of petty. But you know what? Uh, no, that's, this is God. He can't be petty. Alright? God has every right to be that way. They belong, they belong to Him. God has given us the Holy Spirit. He's given us the blessings that belong to the Jews. And thank God anybody in the world can get in on that now. Anybody can. If they would just accept Jesus Christ as their Savior, they could have the blessing of Abraham on their life. I mean, you take the race of people, since we're going to categorize people, you just take the one group that you dislike the least, and you know what? God will give them the blessing of Abraham if they'll accept Jesus Christ as their Savior. Thank God. Thank God for that. And that is supposed to drive the Jewish people crazy and cause them to say, you know what? I'm going, I'm going back to God. I'm going back to Him. And we need to pray that that does happen. And I, and I believe, you know, and thank God it, it has happened with many. There are many saved Jews that are out there. And so, uh, we need to tell the truth. But then go to Numbers chapter 33. And this is this here this part here this is for us. This is where I'm wanting to get to with this. Numbers chapter 33 in verse 3 and 4. You know our God's a jealous God. I think God is jealous right now tonight of all the people that call themselves Christians that are staying home watching the Super Bowl. I'm going to throw that in there on Super Bowl Sunday. I think God's jealous over that that you know people prioritize a football game a football game that they're saying is probably going to be one of the most political football games you've ever seen. You know, you you got the, some of the halftime show stuff. I, I, I'm telling you, I'm getting sick of the politics in football. It's football. Play the sport and shut up about politics. All right. I do not care what a bunch of dumb football players, you know, think about breast cancer awareness, about politics, about the hands up, don't shoot thing. I, I don't care about that stuff. I want to watch somebody get nailed. I want to watch somebody get a concussion. You know, I, I, that's what I, that's what I want to see. I want to see those things. But look at what it says in. Numbers chapter 33 and verse 3 says, And they departed from Ramses in the first month and the fifteenth day of the first month and the morrow after the Passover the children of Israel went out with an high hand in the sight of all the Egyptians. For the Egyptians buried all their firstborn which the Lord had smitten among, among them upon their gods also the Lord executed judgments. You all see that? God didn't just smite the Egyptians. He smote their gods. Okay? Now, I say all this because you know what? Sadly, we live in America that's got a lot of false gods. Okay, Maybe not in the form of statues and things like that, but the gods of money, entertainment, you know, sports, all that stuff. These are gods. These are things that steal our affections 
away from God. They steal our money away from God. I mean, they steal our time. We allow these things to come before God, and that is wicked. And listen, we live, we are supposed to live among the world, but not be of the world. But you know what? Sadly, many times, we allow the world to rub off on us. Unless we just need to admit it, sometimes we flirt with the gods of this world and of our nation. And the Bible says here that when the Egyptians, and we don't have time to go through, but if you look at each of the plagues that came, the Egyptians had gods associated with those things. You know, God, they had to worship gods of the flies and gods of the frogs and all the darkness and all these things. And God smote their gods. He went after their gods. The things that had stolen their affections, God went after those things. And you know what? We need to understand if we start following after these other gods that the world's going after, God is going to go after those gods. And we're just going to get, we're going to get ourselves in trouble. Look at what it says in verse 50. Jump down to verse 50 of that same chapter. It says, And the Lord spake unto Moses in the plain of Moab by Jordan near Jericho, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, When ye are passed over Jordan in the land of Canaan, then ye shall drive out all the inhabitants of the land from before you and destroy all their pictures and destroy all their molten images and quite pluck down all their high places. And ye shall dispossess the inhabitants of the land and dwell therein, for I have given you the land to possess it. And ye shall divide the land by lot for an inheritance among your families. And to the more ye shall give the more inheritance and to the fewer ye shall give the less inheritance. Every man's inheritance shall be in the place where his lot falleth according to the tribes of your fathers ye shall inherit. But if ye will not drive out the inhabitants of the land from before you, then it shall come to pass that those which ye let remain of them shall be pricks in your eyes and thorns in your sides and shall vex you in the land wherein ye dwell. Moreover, it shall come to pass that I, that I shall do unto you as I thought to do unto them. You all see that right there? The things that God had planned to do to those nations because of their gods. God said, if you don't drive them out, they're going to become a prick in your eye. They're going to become a thorn in your flesh. The things that I was going to do to them, I'm going to do to you too. You know why? Because God is no respecter of persons. If God's going to punish one group for following false gods, He's going to punish the other group for following false gods. And so we've got to understand, we've got to be very careful living in this world that's full of false gods. God wants us to live among the people. He doesn't want us to be of the people. but So we've got to be careful while we're living among them and trying to be a witness that we don't get caught up in following their gods. If we do, the punishments that God had planned for them will be ours. And don't we see that all the time? Christians suffering just like the world. Why do we, you know, why do we see Christians suffering just like the world? Because we're doing all the same things. If you handle your money the way the world handles your money, their money, then you know what? You're going to suffer the way the world does. If you make, listen, God's going to destroy the God of money. And if you're going to make that your God, if that's going to be your priority, you're going to go down when everybody else goes down too. But God's going to take care of His people. God's going to take care of those that are serving Him, that are, that are following Him. Don't serve the gods of money, entertainment. You know, you don't want to know one of the reasons that People are just illiterate when it comes to the Bible anymore. It's because they're not worshiping God. They're not interested in His Word. They're serving the gods of entertainment. 
They sit at home and they're enter- entertaining themselves all the time with television, video games. Uh, you know, they're, when they're driving in their car, they're listening to the worldly music. And then they come to church and they've been serving the gods of entertainment so long, they come into church like, this is boring. This isn't pleasing my flesh. So what do they do? They bring in those gods with them, don't they? They bring the gods of the world. They bring in that filthy music. They bring in all that you know, same entertainment and stuff that they get from the world. It's in the churches. Bringing in false gods. And what's the result? These people, they haven't got a clue about the Bible. What is, you say, oh, you know, there's, there's no major consequences of bringing these things into the church. Oh, really? You know, let's, you know, let's go into your average rock and roll church and do a survey on how to get to heaven from these people. What do you think you're going to hear? Oh, you just, you just got to love. You just got to be good. You know, just, yeah. Guess, guess what that's going to cost these people? It's going to cost them their soul. You say there's no, no big, it's no big deal. It's a huge deal. I mean, a huge deal. Eternity in hell. Why? Because they went after other gods. And so we've got to be careful. Christians get caught up in this stuff all the time. And the things that God had planned to do to them, they're going to be done to us. And so we need to watch it. Listen, those you know, we serve an immortal, invisible God. Invisible. We can't see Him. We've got to have faith. The world... We can see their gods. Some of them are pretty fancy. You know, whether it be a statue, whether it be the giant Rio de Janeiro statue of Jesus, so that's right. It's okay, right? No. No, that's an idol. The people go and they have a religious experience there and they think they're going to heaven because of it. You know, they these people that have their great entertaining shows that they put on every Sunday, listen, those gods aren't getting them anywhere. They're doing nothing for them. And these people, they're in big, big trouble. The wrath of God is going to be poured out on them eventually. And we're not doing them any favors by going along with it. Oh, yeah, you, you know, you got, yeah, it's okay that you do that. You know, you're, or whatever. No. There's only two kinds of people, folks male and female. And then inside that, saved and lost. That's really all there is to it. And so, we need to make sure that we understand. That this God, our God, is the God of the world. Not just the God of the Christians and of Americans or of white people. No, He's the God of the whole world. And He is the Lord whose name is Jealous. When He sees these people going into their false religions, He sees them walking into churches, it makes them mad. When He sees it calling it a church, when He sees, when he, it's really got to make Him mad. Got to make Him mad when He sees them using His name. Saying that they're God. You know, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. You know, I think God likes the Church of Satan better than He likes the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And things and the things like that. At least the Church of Satan is honest. The rest of these ones are liars. And God's got to hate And we know God hates that. And so, understand, He has every right to be that way. This world is His. And the people who are not serving Him... They are rejecting him. You and I, if there was somebody that we loved, all right, if it was if there was a if we if you had a friend, a family member, somebody you loved, and you saw their wife and found out or their husband, you found out they were cheating on their spouse, that person that you love, you'd get angry, wouldn't you? 
you would get jealous for that person. You wouldn't. You just like Paul, who said, "I am jealous over you with a godly jealousy." That would upset you, and you know what? It ought to upset us when we see the rest of this world following after other gods. We should not be like, "No, it's okay. You're whatever you say you are." You know what we should do? We should tell them the truth. Hey, you belong to God. You've sinned against God, and you need to ask for His forgiveness so He can save your soul. And you can be his, and you can be His, and you can go to heaven. That's the best thing. That is a loving thing to do. So with that, let's all stand together.